thank you. Um, like Lena just said, we in this series of holiness and worship, we've been uh, focusing on the temple, on the tabernacle, and also on the tabernacle as a picture of Jesus and how to worship the Lord in in spirit and in truth. We everything is we we looked at the outside the tabernacle and we saw that everything is so different from the way they are inside up to how they appear or they look uh, from outside and inside we saw that from the outside everything is made of bronze so much made of uh, bronze from the outside and bringing the picture of god's wrath on sin all right, and just and we looked at outside how there was blood shared, you know, and there was an altar of sacrifice, and how animals' blood was shed on there. They slaughtered animals there to be able to atone for sin. And then we come inside, we see that everything is made of God and also coated with God, uh, bringing the picture of God's divinity, his holiness, his glory, and how God is so awesome and wonderful. So today on the same, we are going to look at the table of showbread. Uh, it is in the, in the holy place. And then the focus for today so much is going to be, our focus is going to be on uh, our security in the Lord. As we look at the table of shoe bread, we're going to focus, our focus is going to be on how God provides us with security, how God provides us with um how God provides us with security, provision in the Lord, and how we find satisfaction in the Lord. Amen? So that's, that's what I want you to have, and we are going to look at how God meets our daily needs in providing to us security, in providing a satisfaction to whatever we, our hearts, souls, and body desires, and also His provision for many other things that that uh, we may look for or yearn or long forward to having on uh, from the Lord. I want us to pray and then we are going to take our first reading. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the salvation that comes from you. We thank you for satisfaction and we thank you for provision. Because Lord, we look to you and we don't look to you in vain. But Lord, you are the provider of everything that we need and desire for this life. Father, Lord, we thank you this morning, even as we look to you, to you in your word, that, Lord, may you satisfy us, Lord, with the bread of life. I pray in the name of Jesus that our mind, our will, our emotions will be surrendered and will submit, Lord, to you and be able to follow and look at what your will for our lives is. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want us to take our first reading from the book of Exodus uh, 25, verse 23, and going up to 30. And this is what the Bible says. Make a table of acacia wood, two cubits long, a cubit wide, and a cubit and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold and make a gold molding around it. Also make around it a rim and a hand breadth wide and put a gold molding on the rim. Make four gold rings for the table and fasten them to the four corners where the four legs are. 
The rings are to be close to the rim to hold the poles used in carrying the table. Make the poles of acacia wood, overlay them with gold, and carry the table with them. And verse 29 says, And make its plates and dishes of pure gold, as well as its speeches and bowls for the pouring out of the offerings. Now verse 30 says, Put the bread of the presence on this table to be before me at all times. So, the bread of presence the Bible is talking about in verse 30, uh, that's from NIV. In KJV it says, shoe bread. And in other version it says, the bread of the Lord. So it's all the same language. And that's what God commanded them that you have, you need to put the bread on this table before me, before the presence of God at all times. Every day, every week, they are supposed to be bread in the temple, in the, in the house of the Lord. They are supposed to be bread in the house of the Lord. And let me just take you a little bit to the Bible. Like a little bit to what the Bible is for our time. You know, we see that the Bible is God's story for salvation unfolding from generation to generations. Like in a way which... It, it depicts a way in which we need to relate with God and what God has done and how he has related with people in time throughout history and how God wants us to be able to relate to him and how to continue in our relationship with him. And also it brings out so much God's desire for us as humans and how so much God wants us to give him authority over our will. So that's why today, when we look at the, uh, the table of showbread, the picture that we have is our will to make choice, to have that freedom, to do whatever we want, laying it before the Lord so that our will may fulfill God's will. As Jesus said, not my will, but let your will be done. That's what really God desires of you and I, that we may give our will to him. We may honor God in our will, in our ability to choose, in our ability uh, to have freedom, not to have it independent of God, but to have it in a way that honors him. Because that's what God has pictured and portrays throughout the Bible, that uh Everything that God does and God wants to be honored in everything that we do, in our emotions, in our will, in our lives, in whatever we do, that we should be able to reveal God more. So the Bible reveals God's character. The Bible reveals what God is to us and what he's capable of doing when we surrender to him. Hallelujah. So from, uh, we have, do we have a picture of, uh, can I have the picture of the table of shoebread? So, in the background, that's the, sh the table of shoebread, how it, it looked like from what we read. This is what the guys now made out of the instruction that God gave them. So, it had the table itself was wide enough, like God instructed. It was big enough and wide enough to be able to carry 12 loaves of bread, um, you know, to be able to carry 12 loaves of bread. And also, it was wide enough 
to be able to have other instruments like dishes, like a cup that they had to use, you know, to drink from. And also, it was, it, so it was big enough to carry the dishes. Nothing would fall over from the table. And the table also was made of acacia wood. If you know uh, nature very well, you understand that acacia wood is, was much stronger, is much stronger than the oak. And it, it does not easily get corrupted. It does not easily get broken or, or get weak. It stays there for a very, very long time. Actually, if you, you are from the people that have been uh, studying so much about Noah's Ark, they say it stood the, the wind and all that because it was made much of acacia wood and the oak and some of these quite strong and firm uh, woods or trees in the forest. So God instructed them particularly to make this table out of acacia wood. One reason could be because they were going to carry it so many times from place to place. It, if it was any other tree or any other wood, it could easily break. And the other reason is that they say that even if you leave acacia wood on the ground, on the floor, for a long time, it not get more, it won't, it won't get damaged easily. The termites will not easily penetrate it. Okay. So there are everything on this has got a meaning and a symbol. Like I said, in the outer, in the outer court, outside the holy place or in the tabernacle, we see sacrifice. We see everything going on. We see so much, uh, and the coding and all these things. And it was like, now we see inside here, we have this table. And when we look at this table, really, what do we see? It's as if somebody, he is laying on that table who is to be eaten in order to bring satisfaction. All right? So, just in a minute, we see 12 loaves of bread. So, right, let's see. In the house of the Lord. Okay. I didn't get it from that. This is a chapati. So, Then the Lord said, in my house, there has to be bread at all times. Because the house of the Lord is a house of bread. That's how they called it, right? It was a house of bread. Uh-huh. <laughs> so God said, before me, there will be bread at all times. And then, you know, this, it was not just any other number. It was 12 loaves of bread. All right? So, these 12 of bread, it represented the 12 tribes of, of, of Judah, of Israel, of the Israelites, of the Jewish people. They had 12 tribes, Judah, Benjamin, Manasseh, and all those tribes. So, each loaf represented a certain tribe. And then what God was saying here was simply that in each, each tribe is catered for by the Lord. There is satisfaction, there is provision from the Lord for each tribe. And then you have to understand how wonderful God is from here. These, uh, like you can see, these slices or these loaves, they are all equal, all the same. There was, they had the same measurement, there was no bigger loaf and a smaller one. 
But you have to understand that if you go to the uh, tribe of uh, the Jewish people, the tribes, all the 12 tribes, they were not all the same. There were other tribes which were more wealthy, rich, wiser, powerful. They were bigger. Actually, such that when you look at the Jewish people, you have to look at a certain tribe in order to properly identify them. If you look at a certain tribe, like we see from Gideon, he's saying, my tribe is the smallest and the most poor among the Jewish people. Who am I, Lord, that you'd come to me and call me mighty man of valor? I am not that man you are describing because I come from the most poor tribe. You know, so there were poor tribes, there were most weak tribes and smaller tribes. But before the Lord, they were all the same. God loved them equally. We may have been here and coming from different backgrounds and having, you know, different walks in life. But God loves us all the same. Isn't that wonderful? Whether you are the saint, whether you are struggling with sin, as long as you give yourself in obedience to God, he loves you so much that he can die for you so many times if it was possible to do that. He died for us all the same. At the same time, God died for you on the cross. He died for you. He was laid as a lamb of God, laid to be slaughtered for you before you knew him. Actually, the Bible says, while we were still sinners, Jesus died for you and I. So he was displaying and explaining uh, to them that I am, I will take care of your need. There will not be anything that will lack in your house. There will be bread always. There will be provision. You know what? If you understand very well the Jewish people uh, in that time is that when you were invited as a guest in a home or when you are invited to any party, the owner of the home, of the owner of the house made sure that there was bread on the table. Because bread was their staple food. Bread was their food of the time, of the day, and everything else uh, supporting it. But there was going to be need for bread in the house. And then the Lord says, in my house, there will be a table. And on the table of the Lord, it is full of food. It's full of provision. There is everything that you need. Come to the Lord, all you are weary and are heavy burdened, and he will give you rest. He says, come and buy without money. Have you seen? Because in his house, there is everything that you and I need for this life. For both our physical needs and our spiritual need. I, I want us to look at... The, the table of shoebread as pictures and then meaning or symbols that they stood for. So the first thing that we see, the first picture here in my mind that we can see is the picture of the Savior and salvation. That's the first picture that we see. We see the Savior here and salvation. Jesus says, we'll look in our, in our studies today, in our preaching today, Jesus saying that I am the bread of life. If you eat of me, you will never be hungry again. You will never die. So this table, as we can see here, Jesus is present in that tabernacle. He is the one that fulfills, the one that satisfies us. Satisfaction in this life and fulfillment in this life is not found elsewhere, but it's found in Jesus Christ. True 
uh, happiness is found in Jesus. True meaning is found in Jesus. What is life after all without salvation? Because this body one day will decay. It will die. It will reach its lifespan. But without your life, without your soul, finding a savior, there will be punishment that will come. There will be no life. There will be nothing better when this time is over. So God was saying, come to my table, and on the table of the Lord, there is salvation. There is salvation. God wants to, want to bring us closer to him, for he made us for him. We are the worshippers that were made in God's image. You are, you were made in God's image. God was providing, look, in this, I want you to look at this. In the holy place, there is a savior and there is pride. There is satisfaction on the table of the Lord. But what do you see outside in the, in the outside court, according to our study? We see life dying, right? Here we see life being satisfied. In the outside, outside the temple, we see lives dying. We see blood being shed. Animals were killed on the altar of sacrifice. There was wrath. They had to cut necks of animals in order to atone, in order to pay for the sins that they were committing. And they, even if they did that, they did not even get a chance to enter. In the holy place. Only few people entered. The priests entered in there. So it was so symbolic. They could not access it. The priests entered. The priests ate the bread in that tabernacle of Moses. We're talking about the tabernacle of Moses, right? We'll only see later on after years and years. That's when they would enter in the temple in the holy place, right? And they would be there and worship the Lord. But there was a curtain still that would separate them from where the presence of God was. But in that time, particular time, the priest would go there. They would minister. They would eat that bread uh, after the week and then replace it for the following week. That's what they would do before Sabbath. On Sabbath, they would eat that bread. It was 12. If everyone was to come, all the Jewish, the 12 tribes were to come in there. They wouldn't feed. They wouldn't feed on the 12 loaves of bread. It wouldn't be enough for them. But there were representatives. Some people had to go in there and eat on their behalf. So there was satisfaction on the table of the Lord. Outside here, there was lives, there was punishment, there was wrath that was being poured on innocent animals. And other animals had to be laid off to go in the wilderness, to go and wander so that their sin, the sin of the entire nation, would be paid for. But if you come in the presence of the Lord, if you come in the holy place of God, God comes to overshadow. He comes to be able to fulfill and provide for your daily needs. What am I saying? If you are outside the Lord, if you are away from God, life is never pleasant. If you are away from God, outside his, his love, outside his presence, there is nothing good there. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's the invitation Jesus is giving to you and I. Come to the table of the Lord. So we see the Savior. If you do not know Jesus, if you've not received him as your Lord and Savior, you are still outside wandering with life. 
You are still outside. I'm telling you, uh, whatever you may call pleasure, leisure, and whatever is there, it's quite for a short period of time. But if you come to him, you come to know Jesus, he will give you salvation. And if you have salvation, you have eternal life. You will live forever. Even if you die today, Jesus says you are just sleeping. The time will come when Jesus will return for his people. Where he will be, that's where you will be forever and ever and ever. Amen. Jesus is true meaning to life. When you find Jesus, you find real meaning to this life. The second picture um, that I am seeing you know, I, I'm actually reminded on this one before I just, in, in verse 25 and 26, God said something very remarkable. He said, uh, he, he, the Bible brings so much about what God, he says, make it round rim and breath. So the, the meaning of all that is that it should be big enough to contain what man needs to be fulfilled. It should be big enough to contain what a person needs, what the tribes, what the nations mean, needs in order to be satisfied. There's satisfaction in the Lord. Who says finding Jesus like life, a Christian life is a boring life. It's full of life. I love it when we come in here in the Lord. Some people come here sick. Others come here with so many problems and issues of life. But when we come in here, we are jumping rejoicing, celebrating, because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The table of the Lord is full of joy, it's full of healing, it's full of satisfaction, it's full of answers to our daily needs. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? That's so wonderful. The second picture that we see is the picture of security and satisfaction. The table pictures security and satisfaction, just like I have said. God says that I will protect you. I will guard you. I will lead you. And everything that is in God's hand is so secure and is safe. So that table, the way it was made, it, it's a picture of the Lord holding you and your daily needs. And Jesus says it. Whoever comes to the Lord, nothing and no one will snatch them. What is in God's hand is so safe. If your life is in the hand of the Lord, it is so safe. It is so secure. There is security in the Lord. There is so security for your family, security for your work, security for your house, security for everything that you treasure so dearly. If you give them to the Lord, you will find security. Not only that, you also find satisfaction. But that, what does the world lie to us? It says, it's boring in there. It shows us other ways. It shows us where to go. I'm reminded of Luke 22. Jesus says something. Jesus in Luke 22 says, There is a table in glory where we will eat, we will drink at the marriage supper of the Lord. But to get a place on the marriage, ta on marriage supper of the Lord, on the table of the Lord, you must first come to the table of salvation. You must first come to know the Lord. You must know Jesus personally. 
you must have him in your life. If you want to get that security from the Lord, if you want to have satisfaction of your soul, if you want to have that salvation, you cannot have all those things without the Savior. You have to have a relationship with the Lord. And he's inviting you. He's inviting you that you care so much about so many things in this life. But first things first, one thing is important, to have a relationship with the Lord. To have a personal relationship with the Lord. That is, is inviting us to that today. Is inviting us today. Do you feel exposed? Do you feel alone? Do you feel away from the Lord? Do you feel like nothing makes sense and nothing makes meaning? Are you scared of life and what will happen? Are you scared of the future? I am inviting you to the Lord. In his hand is eternal security. Your life will be safe and sure and secure forever if you choose to walk with the Lord. If you choose to walk with the Lord. There is space for everyone. God said, make the table big enough, wide enough, such that nothing should fall when it is on the table. And the Lord is saying that I am big enough for you. There is enough space for all of you to shine, to come and be safe, to come and be secure, to come and receive satisfaction for yourself, satisfaction for your needs. Hallelujah. The third, the third picture, and I'm going to do a little bit on this before I, before I finish. The third picture is the picture of the bread. The bread pictures uh, Jesus Christ as the bread of life. That's, that's the, third, uh, the third picture that we see. Like I said, we see 12 loaves of bread. Uh, represent, each, each loaf represented a tribe, a, a Jewish tribe. And 12 of them, it was, no tribe was left out. Because it belongs to the Lord and the Lord was there to provide and satisfy them in every way they need. The Lord had planned security and salvation. And today I can say, uh, since we see these 12 loves, it is representing the whole nation, the whole world. There's nowhere where God's mercy cannot reach. There's no one who is so much a sinner such that even the blood of Jesus can't wash them. Jesus died for everyone equally. It's a call. It's a gift that has been given to you and I. If we receive this gift, we also qualify in his love, in his mercy, in his salvation. It's just a matter of your will. Are you willing to surrender your will to him? Are you willing to choose Jesus above all? Are you willing to let go of your pride, of your life, of your pursuit to life and all that and allow Jesus to come and be at the center stage of your life, to come and be in charge at the center of your will? They say freedom is not free, isn't it? <laughs> Who tell me that because, I, because Zambia is free, we have freedom, therefore you can do whatever you want without getting in conflict with law? Is freedom free? <laughs> the Lord has given us the will, the ability to decide to choose. And he's not imposing on us. The enemy comes to impose. The enemy finds its way like in whichever way Satan finds its way in your life without asking for permission. But God, though he made and created you, 
He doesn't want to take advantage of that. In Revelation 3.20 it says, I am standing by the door and knocking. If you hear my voice, if you decide to open up and allow me to come in, I am going to come and dwell with you, dine with you, and celebrate with you. The one who created you is asking for your permission because he has given you the will. But if you choose to run away from him, he says, I've placed two things ahead of you, life and death. Choose life, that's my preference. Choose life so that you may live. Jesus came to show us the way to life. He says, I am the way. And I am what? I want you to say it in a, uh, loud enough. I am the way, the, and life. Jesus says, I am life. He who comes to me will receive eternal life. Will receive salvation. Will have life in abundance. Because Jesus, he is the bread of life who came from heaven. He tells the Jewish people that your parents, your fathers in, in the wilderness, they ate manna from heaven. I am that manna they ate. And, but I am telling you today, if you eat from me, if you come to me, you will live forever. In Leviticus 24 and verse 8. I don't even want to go in the New Testament. I, I want to show you a picture of that. In Leviticus 24 and verse 8. This is what the Bible says. This bread is to be set out before the Lord regularly, Sabbath after Sabbath, on behalf of the Israelites. As a lasting covenant. As a lasting covenant. God has vowed with himself and his people to be there for us every day. He says daily. Have you seen where Jesus is getting it? He says, our father who art in heaven, our Lord be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then he says, Give us this day our daily bread. Because in the house of the Lord, there was a daily bread. Every day there was provision. We see it back in the Israelites' time in the wilderness. There was manna for them for every day. There was fresh bread given to them, uh, to them from heaven. Fresh bread in the house of the Lord. There was fresh bread every day. It was fresh. And I want to tell you, in the presence of God today, there is fresh bread every day. Fresh bread makes you hungry, isn't it? It makes you want to eat it. The way I want to eat this one here. I just bought it from Pick and Pay. It's fresh. Fresh bread makes you hungry. It makes you want to have more. Jesus is saying, I am the bread of life. me. You know? Somebody said if it was today, would have said, I am the shima of life. <laughs> Whatever your step of food is. If it can fulfill you and make you grow up, Jesus is saying, I am that food of life. <laughs> That's the picture, right? But Jesus is saying that I will cater for your daily needs. Fresh bread makes us hungry and want to have it. I'm not advertising companies here, but if I get fresh bread from Chopis, I have a temptation of that bread not getting home. You know? 
I am driving and I'm smelling it and I'm like wanting to cut it in pieces. You know? Because fresh bread makes you very hungry and wants you to have it and without even leaving anything. Jesus is so fresh. He's so fresh. He provides daily needs. And when you come to him, you will find satisfaction to what your heart is looking for. Are you struggling with decision making? Are you struggling with issues in life? When you come to Jesus, you find the answers. Jesus will give you hope. He will give you strength. He will open up your mind to look at things from a different perspective, from a different point of view, from God's point of view. Because God created everything and he's got answers to everything. Are you going through stuff? Are you going through things in life? I call you to your knees this morning to look to the Savior and to allow the bread of life to come in you and give you the willpower in order for you to overcome whatever you are going through, in order for you to have strength and capacity and joy, the joy of the Lord in order for you to overcome. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I'm the bread that came from heaven. In John chapter 6, let us go to the New Testament. In God chapter 6, verse 53, Jesus says something. This is what Jesus says. This bread, uh, no, no. Jesus said to them, Very, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. For my flesh is real food, and my blood is real drink. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me, and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so the one who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever and ever. Hallelujah. How many of us here want to live forever? I do so much want to live forever. But I can tell you that there's no amount of money that can make you live forever. There's no health care that can make you live forever. There's no amount of education. There's no amount of wisdom in this world that can make you live forever. The only place for eternal life is found in Jesus Christ. If you have a relationship with Jesus, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, just know that you will live forever. You will live forever. You will live forever. Your memory will never be erased in the book of God. Your name will always be there. Jesus says, he who eats from me of me will live forever. They misunderstood that. Jesus was calling them to a living, loving relationship with him. Jesus was calling them to accept him as their Lord and Savior. But they thought they had to cut him to pieces in order to eat him and drink of his blood. And he acted it out on the Lord's Supper. We call it the Lord's Table. The Table of Showbread. Jesus demonstrated it by breaking bread and drinking. He says, this is a symbol of my blood which will forgive sin. This is a symbol of my body that will be broken down for mankind. Each time you do this, you are remembering the salvation that God gave you through my life. You see how very meaningful it is to come to the Lord. 
Jesus said, if you eat, he says, they ate manna and died. But if you eat of me, you will never die. I have another thing I want to bring you back to our time. They say you are what you eat. Is, have you heard about that? You are what you do what? Okay, let me, take it, let me take it to the butchers and the farmers. They say every meat is grass, right? This, what this means is that a health cow should be eating health what? Grass. Because every meat is grass. If you are not feeding well as a cow, you will be malnourished. You will only be burning. <laughs> you won't sell. Right? You won't have value or worth. But if you are grazing well, if you are feeding well, then as a cow, you are going to have value and you sell on good price. It comes to us, they say, you are what you eat. If you eat well, you get well. They say one apple a day kicks a doctor away from you. <laughs> so, trying to tell us you are what you eat. And then somebody said, if, if you don't, I've forgotten how it goes, but this is what the saying says. If you don't eat well, if you don't eat regularly, you will drink medicine regularly like your food, right? Trying to get you back to life. So they say, you are what you eat. So I'm just thinking, uh, it doesn't mean that if you eat in Shima, you are Shima. No, not at all. But it's saying that if you eat health food, your body will be healthy. You will save yourselves from sicknesses and diseases. If you eat regularly, and I know I'm a culprit, I do not, I struggle eating. <laughs> like following, you know. So, but not that I do not have what to eat. But yeah, I, uh, maybe life of prayer, I'll have made up that way. Not really, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not made up that way. But it's something that I have to overcome. Like have good eating habits. Saying it loud. Yeah, so, but if you eat regularly, if you eat, you follow. It doesn't mean that you have to eat, you know, certain things, junks and stuff like that. If you follow the rules and eat how you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do, to eat, your body will be strong and healthy. So they're saying you are what you eat. If you don't eat your food regularly, you drink your meds like your food. That's what Vinesh says in medicine. All right, it's not me, it's her. Then if you are what you eat on the physical side, then also you are in your mind according to what you feed it, right? Your mind gets the, it's made out of the information that you feed it. That's why they say, Information brings formation. Your mind is formed according to the information that you do what? You feed it. If you are feeding your mind wrong stuff, you will think wrong stuff. If, for example, you're feeding on mistrust, you'll find it so difficult to trust, right? If you are feeding on, let's, maybe let's go to the movies. If you are feeding on the, or you watch wrong movies, your mind will begin to think wrong things. Your priorities also will be misplaced, right? Am I right? Okay. So, the same way is true with the word of God. If you feed on the word of God, 
If you feed on the bread of life, if you feed on the word of God like your food every day, because the Bible is fresh every day. It's got new revelations every day. If you read Mark chapter 1 verse 2 today, you read it tomorrow, it will sound so different. It will come alive. It is a daily bread. Give us this day today our daily bread. Jesus is the bread of life. Jesus is the word of God. In the beginning he was, he is, is today. Everything that was made existed from him. And if Jesus is in your life, if Jesus is the Lord of your life, you will have fresh revelation about life every day. You will have fresh joy if there is something like that. You will have fresh anointing for your life every day. You will have hope every day. No matter how bad, how terrible situations are in life, God will always give you hope. God will always give you joy. Because Jesus is the bread of life. If you feed on Jesus, your mind will be what you feed on it. If you feed on the word of God, your mind will look like him. Your life will look like him. That's why when they looked at the disciples, they said, these are Christians, meaning they are like Jesus. They are like Jesus. Deuteronomy also tells us, remember the Lord your Lord who led you out of the desert for 40 years. Humble yourself before the Lord. And in ending, I just want to, to emphasize on something in John, uh, uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 14. The Bible tells us this. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of. Because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from infancy or from childhood, you have known the Holy Scriptures. And this is what it says. Which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. The word of God is able to make you wise. The word of God is prayed for you. Feed on the word of God every day. And your will will have the power to decide right. You have the power to make wise choices. You have the ability to look at things from the angle which brings glory and honor to the Lord. I'm inviting you today to put your trust in the Lord for your daily needs. I'm inviting you today. I know it's such a crazy time when COVID has shaken the economy, has shaken everything. Sometimes you can be full of fear of what to do, how your life will be like tomorrow. But Jesus is saying, if you come to me, you trust me, everything will be in their rightful place. It doesn't mean that the economy won't be bad, but Jesus will always, there is daily bread, there is fresh bread in his presence. Doesn't David say, I was young and now I'm old, I've never seen the righteous forsaken? Not even their descendants, not children, only descendants begging for bread. Because God provides for them every day. Where are you at in life, child of God? I want to challenge you. You cannot live on the yesterday's bread. No one is full because they ate yesterday. 
Everyone wants to eat. No matter how good bread was, food was yesterday, we always want to eat today. You can't live on, on, on yesterday's bread. You can't live on yesterday's inshima. You can't live on yesterday's candolo. Sweet potatoes. You need it today. You need it tomorrow. The same is true with the word of God. The same is true with Jesus. Some of you say that we used to serve the Lord. Oh yeah, save him today. He's calling you. Some of you would say, I used to get committed. I almost sleep in church. All right, come today. He wants your commitment even today. The church needs you today as well. There is fresh bread in the house of the Lord every day. Don't live on the yesterday's bread. He has enough for you today. I want, I want you to just stand. And I want us to reflect on God's word. With just that background music, uh, just the same one that is playing, it's okay. I just want you to close your eyes and pray for yourself. If you need to decide, if you need to plan, if you need to return to the Lord, just tell him. He is with you right where you are in your heart. If you need to tell him how sorry you are, just do it where you are without anyone hearing you. But the Lord hears even in a whisper. He knows our thoughts. He sees them clear. If you need to make a decision to come back to the Lord, maybe you see you are far away. You've lost the joy because of life and things that happen. The Lord is calling you. Just tell him, Lord, I feel like I've been far away. But I'm making my U-turn. I want a fresh start with you. Feed me of that fresh bread. Today, this day, my daily bread. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. For satisfaction, security, and salvation are found in knowing Jesus Christ. We find sustenance in you, Lord. We find provision in you, Lord. Our supply and salvation, security are found in you. Lord, we thank you. In your painful death, Lord, in your we, find, we see your precious resurrection. And in your precious resurrection, we have provision for salvation. We thank you, Lord, for you meet our daily needs. We come to you this morning, Lord, just as we are, O oh Lord. Thank you, Lord. May you, for some people, Lord, the daily bread is healing. For some people, Lord, your daily bread their need for today, probably it is food, material, finances, healing, good health, relationship, Lord. I pray that, Lord, may you touch each one of us and provide for those daily needs. 
Lord, for some people it is education. For some people it is relationship like our prayer for today's. Lord, I pray that may you come and mend every broken heart, every broken life, every ripped life, Lord. May you come and touch us, Lord, and bring us to the place where you are, Lord, overall. I pray, Jesus Christ, that touch my dear brothers and sisters this morning and renew hope in them. Renew hope in them, Lord. Renew hope in our lives this day. We call upon you, Jesus, that may you be our daily bread. I want you to pray after me and say, Lord Jesus, today I surrender my will to you. I want to honor you. I open up my heart and invite you to come in me, be my Lord and Savior. I want to live life in honor of your name. Thank you, Jesus, for your precious death and the resurrection on the cross. Today, I choose to be your child and to feed on the daily bread that comes from you. Heal me, Jesus. Restore me, Jesus. Sanctify me, Jesus. Help me to decide well. Help me to be strong. Help me to overcome and live a victorious life that you have given to us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.